Those are so those. Oh. those barely white. That's too. that's why he smiled with his upper lip covering most of his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't notice any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, like, I really hate I, this as an audio I'm podcast. I'm sorry. I was really upset your, because every time he came on, I'm just like, I want to do what he's doing with his eyebrows with mine. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I was so, it's so <laughs> Oh man. Uh, Hi, I'm uh, Andrew Lindy. I'm Bethany Brinton. I'm Cheryl Jones. I'm Joe Myers. Alisa Gonzalez. I'm Brock Powell. And this is It's On My List. <laughs> that part, but every other oh, is I love that though. It should just Gone with the Wind and then the fan sound. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, I like it. <laughs> how does that, how does the Gone with the Wind theme go? I'm asking you. <laughs> it's like I'm in the movie. Yep. <laughs> is that really was that it? I was saying it pretty low, but it is. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I almost thought it was uh, no. the sun will come yeah, out tomorrow. I, the is I'm <laughs> no, there was a different. Right. Yeah, there was a yeah, different yeah. one. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Oh, it almost sounded like How Green Was My Valley, which is yeah. which is I another older movie. film. Oh. With I like, love that movie yeah. so much. It sounds like every song ago, you start I, I humming. She might have been singing "Hair Green Is My Valley." Shoot, <laughs> 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 I gotta think. Well, the beautiful thing is we have the ability to put it right here. Here. And that's the song. Wow. That was great. Thank you for playing that for us, Bethany. Live. You're welcome. Yeah. On the piano. That was you can amazing. Go home, Phil. Thank you. You sounded like a whole orchestra. Yes. It was really Gustavo's impressive is what that is. Incredible thing. <laughs> but I, you know, people always talk about Gone with the Wind, and I've always said I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Don't make me see it. Still don't want to see it. So on your show, yeah. movies made me. Yes. <laughs> Free plug. Yes. <clears throat> I give it to you later. Uh, how many times would you say, like, on average, Gone with the Wind has come out? Uh, gosh, I should have looked that up ahead of time. I think it's two or three times. I think it's on the on the most named movies page, so it's at least twice. Who are those people that have have mentioned it? And I don't want to ever talk to them again. <laughs> yeah, me either. As, uh, as being on their list. Wow. I can look it up. They're clearly sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> or narcissistic sociopaths. Ah, I think you're right. I, I think you're on the sociopaths. Uh oh. Now we can't name them. No. Yes. <laughs> or we their can names cut. are. We, we have to cut, cut that part out because I also made Trump jokes, but it's fine. I can't help myself. <laughs> what does it rhyme with? <laughs> what do the names rhyme with? Uh, I gotta find it here. Where's how does the alphabet work? Um, <laughs> a B F C. Gone I, with the wind. Bethany Weber Rayburn on episode Whoa. nine. Well, that that close. gave me a heart attack. <laughs> for I was two like, seconds. Nice. <laughs> "Don't worry." The traitor. Uh, the trail. <laughs> Awkward. 
Alexandra August on episode 18, which was an LA podcast festival episode, and Elise Ashton on episode 35. They're Three all women. good people. <laughs> they are. But, but they're, okay, all, they're all women. They're all women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And two of them are involved in uh, uh, English country dance, which I used to do. So they okay. are into an like so old school, era. yes, yeah. 1800s. British dancing, but still you get the idea. So they this, are very I mean, much into This movie, Gone with the Wind, is like Pride and Prejudice without the pride. It's just prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just prejudice. Oh my God. But it's, yeah. it's been on my list. It has been, it's on, my been, on, it's my been on my list. It's been on my list, too. I've seen it because we, you know, when you used to have to watch whatever your family watched, it was on that, that week. So uh. I've seen bits and piece, pieces of it as a kid. <laughs> bored and checked out and went to my room and then <laughs> right. came back so i know i've seen the whole thing but not in one sitting like we did <laughs> when, when you so say it was that, on your list kind of yeah kind yes. of but but yeah i, I knew it you, you, know, you it said it's so been well. on on that week you meaning it literally took a week to watch it was it, like which... it was they would do like a little mini series of it they oh would show God. yeah that an hour and yeah. sense that you know, would be commercial that would be better they would break it out who would no no <laughs> well i mean because <laughs> then you don't have to you don't have to on tv long. in one sitting and this yeah. was the big event the 90 minute version of this movie that <laughs> oh my god should we get into it let's get into yeah. it yeah. Are. it's not on my list anymore yes we should also mention the best part is people can email us to help us continue to yeah, grow. Please. Shame us. And uh, suggest movies. Yeah. I or love doing that movies. to people. Or join us, join us in your, admit your shame. What's a movie admit you've never seen that you want us to see? I like it, yes. And uh, it will put it on our list. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that email is? It's on mylistpod at gmail.com. There we go. Okay. Easy. Perfect. And social media is it's on my list pod. Exactly. Everywhere. Yes. Across platforms. <laughs> We're so technologically advanced. <laughs> I really wish I looked this up. Where does Gone with the Wind rank on the AFI list? Oh, oh, I don't know. It's in there. Is it? Is it? I know yeah, it's on there. Look yeah. how prepared Joe is. He has well, like a, okay. Here's my question: Is the AFI list like number one's the best, and number one hundred is like? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I think know it's either. just. I think they just like put them. They're just there. Uh, yeah, arbitrarily. It might be somewhere. because this Are you is sure? uh, they, didn't like AFI used to do iPad that's on this last leg. Uh, didn't AFI used to do TV shows where they would count them down? I thought they used to. So maybe. I think oh, the top well. 100 would be a countdown. Number one is something AFI like Citizen Kane American or something. Movies. I don't know. Usually, I know they, that they do have a number, uh, and it is yeah, number four on four. 100 Years 100 Movies. Oh, yes. Number four. Number four. Yes. Wow. I mean, yeah, on on their passions list, I I don't I guess that's romance films. It's number two. Oh, was this a romance and for movie, movie? For movie quotes, mm. it's number one. And I will I will now quotes? find which quote okay. they're saying. Well, of quotes, course, yes. quote frankly, my dear. Yes. <laughs> of course, it's There's that quote. There's a couple quote. of goodies in there. I'll never go hungry again. <laughs> there's, a, there's there's some great, <laughs> great quotes in that movie. Um, what was the? Um, I'd always thought that maybe getting. Hitting you with a horse buggy whip might do you some good. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, something like that. Wow. And this is a thing that, by the way, this has been on my list since I was a kid because this is uh-huh. my mother's favorite movie. Okay. Yeah. And I've never yeah. watched this. And I called her today, and I was like, Mom, this explains <laughs> so, so much. <laughs> she loves horses. Okay. Uh, 
My dad was basically like in her head a version of Rhett Butler. Oh, they got divorced and remarried and divorced again. Oh. <laughs> my my mom is one of the toughest people that I know, mm-hmm. but she falls in love and she falls in love hard, and that is genetic that's been passed to me. Yeah, um, yeah and she don't know nothing about birthing no babies. <laughs> she don't know nothing. Oh my goodness! I, well, and my so, my dad's a, a very good friend of my my dad growing up. His mom. Loved Gone with the Wind, loved it, loved it, loved it, knew every bit of trivia, had like a plate collection, you know, those like blue plates. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had, had a plate collection, everything. And <laughs> and she was actually buried with a copy of the book, Gone with the Wind. I wow. was really worried. It was like going to mm. be like a beta, beta max. Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> the laser disc. Laser disc. <laughs> the laser disc. It's thick. It's, it's a really short one. She was discs. buried under the laser disc. It was so <laughs> large. <laughs> Tragic. Yeah, yes. God, how many discs would that be? <laughs> So I think it's like in in that generation of people, it's like yes, it's definitely a generational. A, oh, film. absolutely, yeah, yes. it's like a huge class. We are not in that generation, any of us, I suspect. No. No. It's because my sister's. Well, I don't know if it's. I should have asked her. It's. It was one of her favorite films too. My yeah. okay. sister. So and she's not that much older. So, yeah, but no. but it was you know. But so can I just ask the big glaring question? Did any of us like it? No. <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> it. I enjoy it. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, I like it. It's yeah. it's it's got it's got charm in weird places. I won't say it's not problematic. It's got a lot of <laughs> sure, it's, of the time things and then even things that are from before its time that it really yeah. shouldn't be doing. Right, right. Um, but I and I think uh, uh, I mean, since they split it in half, the first half I really like. The second half I think is just it drags on and on and on and on and on. And uh, there's like a really tight movie in that first half. <laughs> uh, and then that second half maybe they could have done in 20 minutes and we all would have been yeah. better for it. Yeah. But yes. uh, this is my second time seeing it within like the past year. And wow. I don't mind it. It's you like survived. You yeah. enjoy it more the first time or the second time? About the same? Uh, probably about the same. The second time I was looking out for the the... The interesting bits of like uh, what Scarlett goes through, like each time that she gets married and how it leads up to it. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't know any of that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know that much about the movie at all. And so seeing the way that she cycles through men and kind of uses them or kind of, uh, you know, loves them but doesn't, it's it's more interesting for me the second time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I think there are aspects of it that are impressive it was 1939 and it's Technicolor, mm-hmm. which is really impressive. Um, and then it's got some really interesting effects like the, the you at near the beginning and again at the end, you get that really cool effect of a character or characters standing on the hill with like this silhouette tree mm-hmm. behind them. But then way in the distance is Tara, the house. And I'm like, that's pretty stinking advanced for 1939 it still holds up you know and when when you look at clark gable he had another another movie that same year that's one of my favorites only angels have wings Mm -hmm. and that's a black and white like okay that i expect from 1939 but this one i realized what year it was i was like wow that's pretty that's pretty cool now I always get this mixed up, but Wizard of Oz came out the same year, didn't it? It did. I think so, yes. It was a good year for movies. There yeah. was a Victor lot of Victor Fleming stuff. directed both. Both. How right? oh. mind-blowing is well, that? I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. But he Whoa. got burnt out on this movie, Gone with the Wind. There was another. There were three directors. The first guy got fired. Victor Fleming came in and did most of the movie. He quit. Basically, was replaced after exhaustion by another guy who I can't remember. Sam Wood. There you go. 
This yeah. movie tried to kill to three, three people. Three directors <laughs> made Four this movie. Me. Wow. <laughs> and it went through, I don't know how many drafts oh. for the script. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, apparently, <laughs> they put them all together. And they, <laughs> they kind of did. All the drafts. Four hours? Oh well, because this was this yeah. was one of those like really highly anticipated things because it was like it was a very very big and pop- popular novel, right? And oh. so like and so there was yeah. a big market. It was like Twilight, yeah, honest to God, this like people were sure, yeah. be- because because they knew there was a market for it. They knew all these women Twilight. had read it. They were gonna go see this movie, and they're just like, we want to do justice to this story of history and romance and this woman. And so then they kind of did it in four hours. You found a way to make me hate this movie more. (laughs) I don't know. Sparkly vampires might actually improve it. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I wouldn't not. have minded if Ashley suddenly had a little sparkle to him. That would have been <laughs> right. that 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 okay, way more interesting. Can he just character. leave? Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about Ashley and this weird trend of... Oh. I had the same issue with Casablanca. So you're supposed to root for these the love triangle, but there's right. one person on the side of the love triangle that you're like, ooh. <laughs> so like Casablanca, you've got, you've got Victor Laszlo who's like, yeah, baby, with a little... Little silver fox girl, and then yes. Humphrey Bogart. Right. Like, I, what? He's got a dreamboat. And then this one, you got Clark Gable, who was like the king of Hollywood. Like, Hello. And then some guy with a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't he? Well, looked I, like gross. There were a lot of female male names in this yes. film. Yeah. Even Rhett. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That was my issue with it. Was all I the girl liked names. Ashley. I, mean, <laughs> I thought compared to Rhett, I I preferred Ashley because he didn't do. He was. I mean, he was pretty boring, <laughs> but I thought, but he was a decent human being as opposed to sure. many he? of our other lead characters. Was, was I don't it know. interesting I don't to anyone else that a lot of the male characters in early on had red hair? And I was like, I wonder if it was just like because it was Technicolor and they're like, ooh, we could cast Ginger. Because <laughs> like the twins in the beginning had red hair yeah. and then Ashley yeah, had kind true. of that red strawberry blonde. Ashley had blonde. like a strawberry blonde. But but then like his brother is the one, is her first husband. Is her first husband. So that right. kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> then it's a contrast to Clark Gable's dark hair. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought some of it was to make sure that you could tell the difference because the twins. I mean, but especially with the twins, because they go to war and they don't make, they don't come back. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's so that you notice, like, oh, these two characters disappeared. Do we need to do time out? Do we need to spoiler It's almost eighty years old. That crazy? Eighty years? Wow, well, that's crazy. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. yet here we are talking about it. So. Yeah, I, it's, I, yeah, it's I, eternal. I think the influence is uh, well noted just just uh, by the prestige of it. And I think mm-hmm. the weird thing that I caught on this watch, I was like, is is did Rhett Butler influence the character of Han Solo? And I was not the first person <laughs> oh. to have this thought. Oh, interesting. Like, interesting. There were essays about it. Absolutely. I could see that. Wow. Yeah. It shocked me. I I, Rhett, Rhett Butler slash Clark Gable, because he kind of got morphed into, oh, that's who Clark Gable is, is he's just that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah. No, but I, it tot- I mean, it totally is. He waits to the end to join the war at the very last stitch. And, and they, they describe him as a smuggler. Like, yeah. he is. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. How funny. I never even put that together. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch you it can't again. hate it now. No, I'm not going, I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this movie ever again. I'm just, I was going to save this for the end, but I've got to do it now before I forget. With God as my witness, yeah. I will never watch this movie again. Wow. Cheryl has, Cheryl has some harsh feelings That's exactly about what I said at the end of the film. The, the beginning, the, the, as soon as the movie starts, and that actress is amazing, who played Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah. Um, Vivian Lee. 
Oh my yes. god, yeah, she sure. was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that character. Oh, I don't. I, within yeah, a minute, she is the most narcissistic, horrendous human being. Succubus. She's she's <laughs> strong. Yes, she is strong. She is strong. She's got strength. She's a but horrible, it's horrible person. It's, it's yes, all for herself. And it's not for anyone else. Like let. Ashley, go. Yes. <laughs> Get over it. Yes. Oh, my God. Literally, oh, my God. And when she's going <laughs> to the party scene and she's like telling all the guys she's going to sit with her at the barbecue. Right. I've been one of those guys. Of course. I've been the guy that's like, oh, right. this Miscala. Literally salad. 15 yeah. men in one frame. Yeah, I'm number 13. I'm like, oh. Right, and I'm one, of, I'm one of the other girls who's like, oh my God, what is her deal? Like, would she let the rest of us have one? Come on. Yes. Oh, it's just... Ugh. Now, the casting on this was interesting because I guess it took two years to get this cast. Wow. wow. So Clark Gable was the one that uh, the producer was holding out for. And he didn't want to do it. And he they didn't want to, to do talk it. Him into doing it. <laughs> and then they had to wait um, for him, somebody to get out of their contract at MGM. They had to wait okay. for someone to get out of the contract once they decided that they wanted to use the, the team that they were using. And then Vivian Lee was like the last choice out of 1200. That's, that's right. Because I, I remember they had like circled and circled around for different people. And like she was very low he, on the list. He had, the, the, the production team had wanted her from the beginning but mm-hmm. like some things never change in Hollywood they wanted, <laughs> they wanted names they wanted big names yeah. of other actors from the 1930s who I still remember like and you know who could forget a good old hey could, speak, could you could you think of Judy Garland doing this no <laughs> exactly no. yeah oh, wow was that an option I don't know but it pro- pro- probably must have been. same director as Wizard of Oz same year yeah. interesting Wow. Same kind. I mean, not same status, but like for a big name in Hollywood, like she was one of the top at, at the time. That would have been very. That would have, yeah. That would I have think been she would have done a good job, but people wouldn't elect her afterwards. Yeah. It would have been like the nurse ratchet effect. And <laughs> <laughs> now, did Vivian Lee go on to do much after this? I don't and know. I'm actually asking this. Yeah, she's, she's a popular actress. Yeah. This was she's her first popular, thing. But right? I don't know if it's just from this movie oh, that I know. I her thought from, she'd done I... more. I'm not Joe's sure. looking it up right now. <laughs> No, this is actually static. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm not online. I got it. We're all, okay, good. You get it first. Bear with us as this is our first episode of It's On My List. It's filmed in front of a live uh, studio podcast. Live recording. No research involved at all. I did make a note. note. Scarlett must be the most manipulative manipulative person ever, a villain. (laughs) So I liked her. You know, there, yeah, she's not. Did you get the like, impression that oh, she only wanted Ashley after he announced his uh, well, yeah. engagement? Then it was on. Like before that, oh, she yeah. was just yeah. surrounded by everyone. It was just another so possible like play thing, thing before. I mean, common trope and common behavior. But she just hyper focused <laughs> on that poor guy. Yeah, I know. Well, forever too. Like, good lord. But I, I, it, it, as I was watching, all I could think of was Phantom Thread because it was two oh. deeply unlikable people mm. coming together. <laughs> And I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. just go live well, your life. Don't make me watch the two of you. At least make oh it my interesting. God. Like, I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's sure. not a likable person on that <laughs> show, <laughs> but I love it. Right. This, I was like, wow, he's horrible. She's pretty horrible. <laughs> right. He becomes kind of okay once they have he, a kid and he cares about the kid, more yes. or less. So yeah, I'm like, then, okay, he kind of steps up for a while. When he, but <laughs> when he reveals why he likes the kid. Yeah. Because... 
She's oh. like a little tiny version of you that I can that smother and control creepy. and manipulate. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's true. The yeah, one redeeming thing was the kidneys. Like, I just, I like her because I could boss her around. Like, what? <laughs> and then no one stops her. Like, how the buildup of like, okay, have fun on the horse, dear. <laughs> like, yeah. even though like every time there's a horse on screen, that some, yeah, someone blows up. Yeah. Oh, here's a little film Vivian Lee was in. Uh, she was Blanche Dubois in A Streetcar Named Desire. Yes. Oh she, my yes. God. Oh. Absolutely should know that. I'm gonna lose it's my. It's on my list. <laughs> Is it on your list? I have never oh, seen it. Wow. Same. I haven't either. That's Can we so good. Sound effect wow. when, it, when we have a new, it's on my list. Like a, like a, here, I'll give it to you. Here we go. <laughs> Riveting. Go. Just do a check. Do a big check mark. Voices and Foley. I'm all about it. <laughs> I I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, like start to finish. <laughs> there were there were moments in it that made me kind of go, "Wow, that is very that's very well done and it's very cool." Like yes. it, particularly like you were talking about like cinematography, like yeah. cinematic moments, like in the, in the beginning, of course, the silhouettes and the big dramatic sunset thing. I mean that that sunset thing has kind of become like its own joke now because right. it, like that was one of the first big mm-hmm. big things to do that. But like when. In towards the middle, when when she's she's running to find the doctor to say, oh, hey, yes. can you help birth this baby? And they they just do that zoom out to see all of the yes. bodies. Yes, like thousands and that thousands. Was, yeah, that's impressive. That was very impressive, and it was and it and it gave you a huge impact at yes. that point. Yeah, things like that. And I, she's again, she's not a good person. I would not be friends with her if I knew her in real life. <laughs> you can see her motivation, and you can see how it kind of got twisted th- throughout the film and she again she would use people in different ways to accomplish different things which which had both good consequences and bad consequences yes like ashley's wife who just kind of kept being the nicest angel ever to walk this earth and would <sighs> stick around but and yeah it's <laughs> g- go ahead go ahead well, clark gable has this thing that she says about about his character like like you know she's not strong like you she's just all heart and like this mm-hmm. whole like Every woman in this film that isn't Scarlet's like, oh, <laughs> right. oh like Aunt, Aunt Pity Pat or whatever her name oh, was. God. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. She was the well, see, but worst. That's, that's like a, no, we all know who you're talking Aunt about. Aunt Pattywhack? Whatever. She, yeah. Yeah. That's like the stereotypical old Southern rich woman. It's just, but all oh, of my the women were, were like, oh, heavens. Like, yes. They were yes. all like, I'm fainting. And it was well, just. Well, like, because they all wore those corsets that you yes. saw. <laughs> yes. And let me tell you, I'm from Charleston and it's human as <laughs> yeah, that would be all those clothes. <laughs> so, okay, you're from Charleston. Did you find the representation of obviously you were not you're not a time traveler, so you weren't <laughs> around in in that that time during the Civil War, unless you want to tell us that you're a time traveling vampire. <laughs> Now's the time. Now's the time. It's um, so cool. I was just gonna say I'd be like way better friends with you then. I'd be like, yeah, we're like totally. How did you how did you feel about the the depiction of of the South? I mean, did it ring true? Did it feel put on? I, I, I do have so I have not seen this movie until now because of the fact I grew up in the South, ah. and I knew plenty of people who adored this film mm-hmm. and. They themselves were horrible, horrible, racist, you would say. Uh, I remember my U.S. history teacher in high school. This was her favorite film. And her and I had an argument in class because she tried to teach us that slavery was not the reason for the Civil War. Uh, I've heard that. I've heard that. And I'm pointing it out in the textbook. (laughs) Yeah. Just 
you know, general knowledge of knowing what's going Those on. Those textbooks written by them northern liberals. Well, what, it, what it side, is the war of northern aggression? What, what side was general knowledge on? <laughs> I can tell you which side it was not on. So, and, and seriously, we had a 20-minute debate about that, and she would love to tell stories oh, about beautiful. during Reconstruction how the... Oh my God. Charleston women would put crabs in their, like when they would go to the oh, market, yeah. Yeah. they would put crabs with no bands on their claws because they knew the Union soldiers would stop them and go through their stuff and they thought it was hilarious if they got bitten by the crabs. And she like <laughs> talked about it like it was the funniest thing ever. So Just charming. I, I, yeah, I did, I did have an issue, but I knew people like these rich Southerners that have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. in the really real world or mm-hmm anything except for their little bubble of existence. So I, I did resist. I had seen bits and pieces, kind of what Elisa was talking about, where it would be on for a full week. Mm-hmm. I know my mother watched it at some point. I remember staircases and people <laughs> shouting up or down. Oh, yes. That's all I remember from this movie. There's a lot of that now that you mentioned it. It really is. <laughs> and funny enough, as I was doing research, they said the reason there's so many staircases is because everyone kind of wanted to write their own epic moment of the staircase and when they cobbled together yes when they cobbled together everything it was just scene after scene of staircases that's amazing there is a scene after the war where they come back to um, not Tara but the other the other house and the only thing left is the staircase (laughs) (laughs) it was just like we gotta get that thing back in there (laughs) in some regards it was fairly dead on in some cases maybe not so much when I grew up in Charleston. Yeah. Wow. Um, the this movie's so hard to watch because I think especially when you're watching it in in our current like societal yes. climate and yes. politically and all these things, it's really tough to root for Confederates. I think. Yes, it is. And your two your two yeah. characters are not the nicest people, and then they also are on the side of you know keeping uh, uh, people enslaved. Right. And but I mean, it was interesting to watch the parts where the people in the South are dealing with the effects after the war. Mm-hmm. Like that, I liked. Okay, because it was they're having to to find ways to continue on and and you know get things back where they were. And whatever. Especially at the beginning, because they were just like it was just so. Uh, happy and ideal they you know the the guys were just so excited to go off to war and it was just like this you know and then you just see the devastation after and Mm -hmm. i thought they they that really conveyed especially for when it was made yeah my biggest issue though was it really focuses on like oh man you know after before the war the south was so great wasn't it great it was so great (laughs) i mean it's literally Uh, the title gone with the wind is like the the charm and culture of the old south is gone with the wind (laughs) there's no resolution for any of the characters that are that are slaves at all oh yeah chrissy is introduced never resolved oh yeah they're just there (laughs) yeah they just yeah Mamma's uh, the only character in the damn movie who makes any damn sense. Oh, I yeah. did like her. <laughs> She's oh, great. She was pretty she great. absolutely great. But you know what would be really cool in a movie about the Civil War ending and, you know, slaves being freed? Have her character actually have some resolution with, like, why are you still there? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be there anymore. Right. <laughs> you don't have to be. And and I felt like that didn't get dealt with and that really bothered me. The I own- I did think um, there's one scene that I always uh, I, I liked it the first time I watched it. And I thought I, it's really interesting. It's so brief and I wish they would have spent a little more time with it when 
uh, Scarlett has that lumber business or whatever that mm-hmm. is with, yeah. with her third husband or second husband or whatever. <laughs> Whichever one she's and, on, yeah. Um, two. They bring two. in, yeah, they bring in uh, someone, uh, she employs someone who brings in prisoners to do labor oh, yes. for her. And the pris- the guy in charge is just like, look, you let me do what I want with them and you don't say nothing and I'll give you the work you want. And she's like, uh, yeah, it's your business. Go on. And um, isn't her husband or, or it's Rhett? Someone, yeah, Ashley. Ashley, yeah. Ashley says that it's, you know, he's like, this is, isn't this weird? It's like, and she's like, yeah, we were, but we were nice to the slaves. Yeah. And it's like, right. oh, okay. Right. Uh-oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And then that scene just kind of ends. And yeah. I, just I, like, I wish I had like, a little more there. Yes. My. Well, and Rhett, at one point uh, after Gettysburg, he says the cause of living in the past is dying right in front of us, which I was like, okay, that's kind of, he's at least kind of saying like, Move on, guys. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but- well, the, uh, Rhett, Rhett, from the beginning, I even uh, when when all the men are kind of getting riled up at that one party. Yeah. Uh, and Rhett's like, you're not going to win this war. You don't have any munition, munitions or factories. You just have cotton and people picking it. Yeah. And he was, like, he, oh, and, OK. And he, he was a progressive and an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Yep. So but but yeah, I like that. At least there was that one statement in the movie of, yes, these people are living in the past yeah. and they need to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Han Solo. Han Solo, indeed. Is Rhett Butler Han Solo? Oh, my God. So we'll be getting Butler a Star Wars story uh, very soon. That'll be great. I would love that. My mind is just reeling with the possibilities of that right now. I I actually would go see that. You know what, though? I really like this color. I would watch a movie with him running a blockade. If they could do Pride and Prejudice zombies, they they could do do Rhett Butler's origin story. In space. Like coming through the Charleston <laughs> Harbor, invading the ships. <laughs> oh, it's got, yeah. Dropping off munitions or whatever. I mean, it's like Don Draper-esque, you know? The slowest <laughs> ship chase. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Kessel Run in like three months. Like the last Slowly going around. If it was sailing ships, I'd be there. I'd see it. I'd yeah. be there opening night. See, now we're getting Cheryl in. Right? <laughs> you you, keep you finally keep, found the right going. thing for me, Yes. <laughs> so we spend most of the movie in in terror on terror mm-hmm. at yeah. on around, plantation and around you but we go to london suddenly that was with no transition so unnecessary that was, was so, so weird, weird. <laughs> we go to uh. and and witty wat's house <laughs> where yeah, we go to pity pat hamilton i didn't even pay attention to her name i had no i couldn't have told I like that actress. Funny enough, I, I was looking she was weird funny. fact towards yes. up. Uh, she and Clark Gable knew each other from a theater repertory years before he became oh, cool. a wow. film uh, on screen actor. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's weird. Uh, I did want to bring up uh, the character of Bill Watling. Uh, Which one was I don't know what the they used to describe him. Yeah, she she runs a brothel, oh, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, it's very vague. She was cool. And yeah, uh, the, the yeah, I liked her too. Yeah, yeah she was the a idea of Harlot with a heart of gold. Oh yeah. yeah, I think there was something from the <laughs> book maybe that I had read that um, was the idea that her and Rhett Butler had a child. That was the child that she mentions, oh. and hmm. that's why he goes to London specifically because he wants to see the child. Oh, but it's very yeah, it's way too subtle for this movie That's to even very, pull right. I, yeah. I think they, they still liked the oh my gosh he's going to London to be with this child yeah. and, and they just kind of shoehorned it into I'm stealing our child away to go with me right yeah that was it <laughs> was very bizarre very, it, like, it, hey, it was bizarre I kind of I liked what they led into like that was probably my one of my favorite parts of the film in terms of 
just all the terrible relationships. Oh my god! So was I, I think my favorite part was when this sounds terrible was when their child dies <laughs> but but then but then um but then her her friend has to go and console console Rhett because he won't see anyone or anything and right. he's just he's kind of like oh well and and now he's like well scarlet clearly doesn't love me and she's like no i think she does and he's just like well she's not saying anything and, and it's like both of them coming to terms with the fact that they are both terribly emotionally unavailable <laughs> and, and it was a really cool character development moment where yeah. it actually seemed like there was a good conversation but then she yes. she dies because she was so exhausted from being uh, a strong woman that she faints <laughs> yes. suddenly yes. and with no reason that Melanie dies, like right after the kid dies. Yeah. The, the problem is the ending is so sad. Like you go from it's very here's sad. My thing, is if you're gonna have a kid die in a tragic little you know a pony accident, <laughs> uh, that's your whole movie. <laughs> if a woman falls down a staircase while pregnant, that's your whole movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, when that a mom who just recently became a mother who you know is in this awful life triangle dies, that's your movie. Yeah. You can't have all three of those things in the same <laughs> ten minutes. Because that's a novel. That's a lot. <laughs> Which is what is it? Stuff. Yes. I felt a lot of negative things all at once. <laughs> it felt very sad. It was very sad. Well, and, and there was a scene, I don't remember where it came in, but there's a scene where Rhett and Scarlett... I don't know, they're arguing, whatever. I think there's another staircase involved. I'm certain there is. And then he just, she's super pissed at him, and then he just basically picks her up and takes her upstairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so basically that he rapes one, her. That was, yeah. And the next morning she wakes up just the happiest little thing. Yes. And I thought, what? Yeah. <laughs> How about when he was holding his his hands over her head and going to squash her brains like a right, walnut? Right, right. Yeah. Oh. What is this? Right. This is the most romantic movie of all time. Yeah, I, it's completely I will call, call my mother right now and it's, be like, "Ma, yeah, what? it's, a, it's a romance novel, romance yes. in the same in the same vein uh, as of like, oh, these these bandits captured me and are holding me in this cave. Oh, I hate all of you. I hate all of you. Oh, just kidding. I love you. Right. It's, right. it's that thing, which which is problematic today. Very in some settings, and it it can work. <laughs> I'm saying that with heavy, heavy, heavy context needed. But but like here, yeah, right. when you see it play out on screen, you're like, this does not feel right. Well, there's, there's a difference between like like meeting someone that you don't get along with at the beginning and, and like, oh, he's a rascal and, mm. and, and like, haha, like that's that's fine, Lady in the Tramp, all that stuff, I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the minute you start getting into like, abuse and yes, alcoholism exactly. and all of the lying and all this stuff. It's like, okay, I don't want them to be together. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be together. Right. But, but for some reason, the movie for two more hours is going to tell me why they should be <laughs> they together. They should, yeah. yeah that's well, I, I don't know if the movie thinks they should be together because they end not together. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Spoiler. Spoiler. laughs> I'll, I'll bring no, all the spoilers. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they should. It actually yeah. does kind of feel like the, yes. end, the end of her whole arc is, is like... She spends four hours in love with the guy with the girl's name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then in the last 10 minutes, she realizes that she's loved Rhett the whole time. Yeah. But there's absolutely, we only know this because, because she, and she's not a reliable narrator. She's not a reliable protagonist because mm -hmm. she doesn't know what she wants. Right. But she seems pretty convinced at the end that she really loves Rhett and that she wants to get him back together, wants to get back together with him. Right. She's chasing him in the fog and doing all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, the end. So it feels, <laughs> but it feels like that's where it lands. Like this is the point of her life. Like this is where she will now find validation is chasing after him. 
Yeah. But see, I think the only reason she comes to that realization is because he's leaving her. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's like Ashley. the beginning. It's like, yeah, yeah, now same it's, with yeah Ashley. it's that thing she can't She's, have. So she, she has had to have it. If she him up and he was no longer valuable to her, she wouldn't have cared because she yeah. would have left him. But right. because he's like, you know what? I don't give a damn. Whatever you want to do, I'm out. Mm-hmm. That would eat at her forever, yes. I think. See, mm-hmm. people hate Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Right? Oh, this is the most going? irredeemable character <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. It, it has nothing to do with the gender of this character, so I'm not going to say, like, she's terrible. This character is terrible. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter Just what... verifiably what is an awful human being. A terrible character yes. that is self-interested and manipulative and awful and does yes. not get redeemed at all, especially your explanation, which right. I think I agree with. Mm-hmm. It lands exactly where it started. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, and she has to learn the importance of Terra, the red earth of Terra. Yes. That's why they have red hair, because they're trying to tell her that the red earth of Terra. <laughs> you got How it. deep did, down this did, rabbit hole did can anyone, we go? Did anyone love, though, that Robert Taylor was in this movie? That's the guy who played Uncle Billy in uh, It's a Wonderful yes, Life. Yes, I did that. That was the first thing I thought, oh, Uncle Billy. Doing a terrible, <laughs> he was doing a terrible Irish accent. Terrible. Was terrible. Accent. That was, was common really in the era, I think. Bad. Yes, very bad. But, uh, hey, wait, I think he was... I think he's also in Only Angels Have Wings with Clark Gable that year. Well, oh, he's, wow. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they were so. The, they were in the I'm same cavalcade. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he was an MGM actor, company, wasn't he? Because they used to I keep the so. actors on, on uh, yep. That would make sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just let him out of the That's stable. That's my advice yep. to everyone. Go <laughs> watch it. Only Angels Have Wings. <laughs> Instead well, of this. Yes. I don't think I've seen that one. I have not seen that one. We'll put it on the list because it's it's a fairly, it's in the last few years for me that I discovered it and I'm in love with it. Okay. It's on my list. It's on your list. Uh, Only so, Angels Have Wings. Yes, so I do have to, Has anyone looked into or heard of the the miniseries that it acts as a sequel to Gone with the Wind? Well, I've heard no, of, it. of it. I've heard of what? it. Let me tell you who plays <laughs> Rhett Butler because it's Timothy oh, Dalton. Oh, okay, sure. Why wouldn't it be? Let me, <laughs> no, I've not seen it, but it just, I read the description and it's. What's sounds it terrible. It has to be late. I think it's called Scarlet. Oh, it's from, yeah. Oh, eight, sure. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Because the yeah, book continue. they wrote. No, it actually has to be in the 90s. So I think that book was written in 91. Who wrote it? I forgot the name, but yeah. They've been lost to time. They're gone with the wind. Don't write sequels. Nicely done. <laughs> Unless you're L. Frank Baum and you've got like like all these crazy cracked out ideas for Wizard of Oz, you can write all your, you know, it's a seahorse of Oz. It's a couple of Oz. <laughs> like, um, The Shining has a sequel, Doctor Sleep. We don't need that. Oh, never yeah. heard of that. Well, you sure yeah. didn't. Stephen King writes 10 books yeah. a year and we don't know any of them. <laughs> we don't need a sequel to that. No. We're getting it. We're, that's coming out in the next year. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that's Andy McGregor is playing Danny. That's right. Which oh, I will be there. I did I like. not care for the novel, but I will be there for the film. I like it. The novel's awful. It, it's, I, Stephen King doesn't okay, like yeah, that adaptation. <laughs> he does not like The Shining as a movie. Of course. Well, no. Well, Kubrick and Stephen of course, King the one good one. had a total like oh, yeah. disagreement <laughs> with like Kubrick didn't believe that it was supernatural except for one one thing is is uh, unexplained, which is how he gets out of the freezer. I still haven't seen this movie. My God. <laughs> is it on your list? The I, just, I haven't seen The Shining. It's on oh, my list. Put that on the list. Oh, let's watch it right now. Let's yeah. try <laughs> to do that. Here's my pen. Halloween episode because that's one of my absolute favorite movies. Okay. In fact, oh, um, one of my great. dreams is to have like a... I have shining socks. I want to get like... A, you know how they have like a, these little like work sheds that you can get like a she shed or a he shed or like a, like 
It's like not a tool shed, but it's like a small yeah. little. Uh, he shed, she shed. Into your private business. <laughs> well, obviously, Brock, we've all friends. heard of this. What we all dear, want one, right, everyone? <laughs> one of my dear friends yeah. has, a, has yeah. a, she, she's a she's a florist, and she has what she calls a she shed. Yeah, and it showed it, it's adorable. It's like a little cottage. So I want to get one, and okay. I want to turn it into a tiny Overlook Hotel oh, for all my writing and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, that bodes I well for all my writing. Love that idea. All no work, play. no play, makes Brock a dull boy. <laughs> so uh, to bring us back to the sequel novel, it came out in 1991. Oh, good! Wow. It was written by Alexandra Ripley. See, okay, so back. So, oh, yeah, so don't make Alexandra. sequels to great works of fiction. The the uh, set of Watchmen, which was the Ghost set of Watchmen. Kill, yeah. Ghost set of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Go, who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> um, which was not really a sequel, but was like her. It was like it was her, like her first draft. Her, her first draft. Or draft of, yeah. yeah. Mocky, don't stop doing that. Don't do that, people. <laughs> I'm talking to the next great American author. You're listening to this. Just write one book and stop. Just write one and stick to it. And another thing by Ewan Colfer. Don't do that. Don't don't write oh, a yeah. sixth I never read that. Book. I bought don't it and then I went, it. never oh, mind. Yeah, don't re- I read it. Don't read it. Wait, he wrote, who did They brought in Ewan Colfer. The guy who did the... Um, uh, Artemis Fowler, Artemis. which are great books. Yes. That they I brought him in to I'm write sure. a, a sixth I, I watched like, I read two. Was it terrible? Oh. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh man! Because it's not Douglas Adams. It doesn't have the same voice, and it's got to. It's like the well, Star Wars uh, tie-ins. The well, I, and the fifth yeah. book had a fairly definitive ending. Yeah, Douglas Adams, like a lot of, I think, authors or creators, they they make sure that there's definitive endings. Yeah, <laughs> that's for what I feel like. Reason. Yeah, I feel like Gone if with the Wind. If he had written it, okay, but somebody right. else doing it, no. But that's the thing with this Gone with the Wind sequel miniseries. It kind of reverses things that Joe and I have said about the end. It's like. You oh, get yeah? to the end with Scarlet, and it's like, okay, that's the ending. And then this miniseries is like, never mind. She keeps going. <laughs> she keeps right. So existing? we lose all of our arguments to what this character is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It becomes a different character. Interesting. Uh, hmm. yeah, the but yeah, so the, so the Rhett Butler prequel series we're all going to write together, right? Rhett Butler gonna... prequel. Sure. <laughs> so uh, do we have any any thoughts about like if we were to talk about this movie to someone else that if it's on their list, would you encourage people like it's one of those films I've always heard. You have to see it once is is what I was. I've had people when I posted about watching it for this online and some friends were like, Oh, I, I still haven't watched it. And I just said, maybe keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I didn't care for it, but I would still say, yes, watch it at least that once. I mean, it does for sweeping epics what like Star Wars did for special effects or Jaws did yeah. for summer blockbusters. It might not be overly enjoyable, but there's enough there that you pick up some history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not actual American history. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about <laughs> cinematic <laughs> Hollywood yeah. history of, of, of that sort of thing. But I, I would say it is one you would have to watch at least once in your lifetime just yeah, to have really? context. I would. I think so. I think I, so. I, I I agree with Cheryl. I don't think you need to see I this. I deeply movie. wish I hadn't seen it. It yeah. w- I was better off before <laughs> what, what wow. having about, it on my list. Wow. What you know about Gone with the Wind is pretty much all you That's need all to know. That's all you need to know. Absolutely. Four hours. Oh, I agree. I don't know because my opinion going yeah. in was this is one of the most romantic films of all time. I expected them to have this wonderful, Ooh. beautiful relationship. Oh yeah. And it was going to be like breaking out <laughs> of the Civil evening. War. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was my opinion. Th- but wow. you know, the Civil War is what's going to be keeping them apart, and yeah. they're going to be trying to get to each other through all this war-torn stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't that Not, at no. all. <laughs> yeah, I guess I had seen enough clips to know it wasn't 
Yeah. And when the, 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 the mic drop at the end, you were happy to see that. <laughs> oh, I was. Because I knew that he line. Never, he, he, knew, he knew the line, but he right. didn't know. And it had an impact when you saw mm-hmm. it. It, it, it was. I mean, I, it was like the end of The Breakfast Club. I threw my hand yeah. up at the end. Yes. Yeah. The only, the only knowledge of Gone with the Wind going in, I, I knew my mom had seen it. And I, she enjoyed it. It wasn't one of her favorites or anything, but she, she would talk about it occasionally. And I was very familiar with the Carol Burnett spoof. I had yes. seen oh, that yes. so many times. Like, I love it. So I, was, I was waiting for the curtain moment. It came. I'm like, yes. yes. I, I changed definitely. my opinion. Just and, watch that. Yes, yes definitely yes. So, watch, so that. watch that. You get but, everything but you need. I, I, I like the... I, I still haven't done this. I actually have a friend who's done this who's seen every single Best Picture winner ever. Wow. Um, and and regardless I tried of... to do that. Yeah, and like regardless of what you think of, oh, so-and-so should have won Best Picture or the Academy doesn't know what they're doing, it's a nice little time capsule of that year and what they were thinking. And like it was 1939, pretty darn close to a war. And so like yeah. what they were thinking and how they were viewing viewing the American people at that time. And so I, I think it's, again, it's a cool, like nice little time capsule of, of Hollywood and it's it certainly has some moments that I was like appreciative of. So, yeah. and yeah. even then, the, the with the time that it is and the subject matter, Hattie McDaniel still got a nomination for yeah. Best Supporting Actress and won. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. so. I mean, it, it is there is history she there. She was incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was. Yeah. Um, obviously, when this film was made, it wasn't as if. Racism had ended. 1939 in Hollywood. I mean, you were still well into this. We're still there. I was just like, spoiler alert. All of us were thinking the same thing. Like, who's who's going to say it? (laughs) Let's just say, I know that it's really difficult to talk about this because it's something that, like, I am, if people have not met me, I am a white male, and it can be very difficult to, like, address the fact that this is a incredibly horrendous part of our past. Yeah. But it's part of all of our past, yes. and, and if we don't, if we don't discuss the past, we can't move forward. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think Gone with the Wind is a really problematic uh, piece of revisionist history. Like it feels yeah. like it kind of glorifies the Confederacy, and and it, it definitely it makes, does. It blurs the lines of making the South charming along with what they were fighting for, which was wrong. And because it isn't made clear, like what lessons anyone in the South learned, right? No one, no one is different at the beginning of the movie to the end. Really, mm-hmm. no, no yeah. one's different. Uh, everyone. Couple people have some PTSD, and that's about some it. Some people have lost <laughs> yeah. limbs and that's died. True. Yeah, yeah. But, but the only the, there's a moment where Ashley, in that scene you were talking about, a- Ashley has this conversation about like, well, um, I was going to free the slaves if if uh, if um, Gettysburg if Lincoln hadn't done it if my dad died I was going to free the slaves yeah yeah and like, remember that, that line was really problematic for me because I'm like because you want to be like oh that's really sweet but like wait what, what? <laughs> I don't believe you you haven't learned a lesson yeah right yeah. the point isn't what it, it it's probably another conversation for another day and we're not even talking about the the feminist you know issue here and the issue of romance and the issue of how people should be treated when they when they fall in love what love is. Um, it's not it, in this movie. No, and, line, so and lines like, why film. every woman wants a baby. <laughs> well, that, really? At the, no time, that's true. at the time, though. No one's even brought up the Rhett Butler line. It's like, you you need a man to uh, kiss you in hard or whatever. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I wrote it down. You, you should be kissed, be kissed and, and often, often by someone who knows, knows how. how. Yeah. yeah. Which is really, <laughs> you, which is really you know, sec- like, like. I get it. It's like sexy and like ooh, but yeah. but when you realize the guy, <laughs> yeah, like, if you if like you were into Clark Gable and he said that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but if if Clark Gable said that, sure. But uh, 
this character who that's wrapped in, it right. seems like not not in tune with who this character is, right. and it just feels like a cool line to say. Yeah, you know, and that's in that way, it is like Han Solo really is. I will say, <laughs> general <laughs> a semblance of catchphrases, yes, and an attitude, yes, yeah, and that's what what makes real you know really difficult when you go back and things like Solo and even. Uh, Harrison Ford playing him again in Force Awakens, mm-hmm. they kind of feel like not a real character. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, there's not much substance. There isn't. Yeah. And and Rhett Butler is like, I, I don't know what he stands for at right. all. I have no idea what any of that is. He's not really a great person or dad or... <laughs> He's an opportunist. Yeah. That's it, really. Just yeah. like Scarlet. Just like Scarlet, oh, yes. Two opportunists find each other. Two narcissistic I call opportunists. It toxic relationship, the movie. I, do, is kind I of. agree with that, yes. Yes, very toxic. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Even, the, even the, the, the poor child dying on her, I mean, she's just happy oh. and wants to be watched by her bickering parents, and, and nobody, why is she on that horse by herself, that little pony? I mean, I just, right. just, oh, well, because they're both standing there talking, and like neither, neither they're. I think both at different points of that conversation are like, she shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She shouldn't. They're but they so cannot muster up the energy to get over there. And, yeah, nobody does anything right. about it. Right. No. But that's every rich like parent in Beverly Hills. It's like you know, like, that's true. Tyson, get down from there. <laughs> the waterfall is no, no, no. Don't play with the tiger, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we have Brock on the show. (laughs) We know we're going to get good stuff. Well, it's off our list. It's off of our list. Yeah. It is so. Uh, it was never on my list, but it is off my list. Are you going to redact it off your list? I redact it. Like I'm going to pretend it never secret. existed. I'm going to sear it off with a hot poker. <laughs> now I can't wait for the next episode you do for movies made me when someone brings us up and you have to bite your tongue while they tell their story. No, I'm not going to bite my tongue. I see silence. There are other movies where someone has brought it up and I've said, that's a terrible movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And and it depends what we're talking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful piece of cinema. It is. It's gorgeous. Yes. Technically advanced so much. The acting, by and large, is very good. The acting is very, very good. The writing leaves a lot to be desired. The story leaves even more to be desired. Yes. And the freaking length. I don't know what happened to the editor. I don't know if he got locked into it. I, I turned directors? it off partway. I was partway in. I didn't know how far in I was. I'm like, okay, I got to take a bathroom break. I turned off figuring I was probably, you know, three quarters of the way through it. And I t- saw the time and I was literally halfway in. And yeah. I just wow, thought, oh my God, there's Wait, two more hours of this. Do you know the term? Kill your babies, kill your darlings. Kill your darlings. I yes. think someone said to the editor or the writer on this, "You got to kill your babies." And I said, "Oh, okay, I'll add a scene with this." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because I, I knew I was going to split it up. I'm like, can't do this in one sitting. And so I, I watched, like, like Andrew said, I watched the first hour, and I'm like, "This is cool. I like this movie." And I'm going to go to bed. And then the next day, I watched the next three and get went, "Okay, that was I did fun. it. I did it at all in one terrible sitting. Ugh. So did we, yeah. guys. I watched. And there's a, no intermission. I watched it last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, fresh. It. it's pretty fresh for Brian. I watched eyes it tired. last night. Like, hey, do I look tired? You did no. your homework at the last possible second. That's, That's what I do. I, just, I, you know. I will say this film won eight Academy Awards mm-hmm. out of the 13 that it was nominated for. Oh, wow. Got two additional given to them. Yep. One of the ones was for best film editing. 
<laughs> for Halsey Kern think, and James Hey, think about Newcomb. how much footage they must have had if they cut it oh, down yeah. for I, hours. It, nothing was cut. <laughs> the transitions were lovely, you know, I get it. The, they were. It was technically good editing. They just didn't cut enough out. Yep. It, the endings were great, all 18 of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's funny that Lord of the Rings really tried to copy that. <laughs> so really took inspiration. Yeah. Half a million feet of film. Wow. Edited down to 20,000 feet. There you go. Wow. That's how much they shot. That's how much work they did. I think they deserve that. (laughs) What is it? Yeah. Uh, Is there any. I really hesitate to ask this. Is there an extended version? <laughs> no. Director's yeah, well, cut. Sort of, kind of. Uh, they have like the intermission and whatever they like call the, the music. Oh, I had the, the overture yeah. intermission on there track. There you go. Yeah. Yes. So that's the only difference. There's no added footage. It's oh, just see, that I didn't, but there I isn't wanted... finished, like, finished footage floating around somewhere. Not that I saw oh, when I did I research. I would love to see the extra takes on this film. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I sure <laughs> would. I don't want to see that. Just a Clark Gable fest. Yeah, this was not... I don't want to see another second. This, of this was movie. not enjoyable, and I, you know, frankly, my dear, I'd like to be done talking about it. <laughs> Excellent. I uh, I have a podcast network called BenVNetwork.com. Uh, well, it's called BenV Network. You can go to BenVNetwork.com <laughs> to find all the great shows on the BenV Network, uh, including the Super Mario Brothers Minute, which has concluded. My co-host and I have watched every minute of the Super Mario Brothers film and talked about it oh. in, in an episode. Right. Bravo. Uh, and, and we had a lot of fun with that. Um, our, 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 our next show will be coming shortly. I don't want to say what it is because I don't know when this is dropping. Uh, and then you can also uh, hear me on Nothing New, a remake podcast, uh, which is a podcast where Justin Keeslan and I talk about remakes. Uh, it's every month uh, we pick something that's uh, generally it's something that's new in theaters that is a remake of something that's older. And we look at both films and see uh, see what works and what doesn't. <laughs> uh, you can find that at com slash nothing new. And on uh, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at podcaster Andrew. Great. I'm Bethany Brinton, and I'm not a podcaster, so you are I guess now. I am now. Oh, yeah. Plug our show. I've taken oh, my blood oath. Um, <laughs> blood oath. <laughs> but I am a film nerd and a composer, so you can find me at Bethany Brinton on Twitter. Well, that was quick. Uh, I, this is Cheryl, and I, as we have discussed already many times, I host Movies Made Me, uh, where we talk about the movies that influenced us to be who we are. So I have a guest on each episode, and they talk about five movies and three other things that influenced them to be them. Uh, so the show's been out for a while now, like three and a half years, I think, something like that, something roughly around there. And uh, you can find that at mmmpodcast.com or mmpodcast.com. <laughs> uh, social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter are at Movies Made Me Pod. Instagram is at Movies Made Me. Uh, and all your favorite podcast apps. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Joe Myers. I'm also a co-host of a horror podcast called The Podcast Macabre. You can find on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Oh, and Instagram. I just set that up. And find our website, podcastmacabre.com. Um, Alisa Gonzalez here. I met this Alisa on Twitter. Uh, I don't have a podcast, but I am yes, going to start do. the... Well, I have this one now. <laughs> I'm going to start uh, the Gone with the Wind Minute with Cheryl. Yes. <laughs> We're going to watch. Where we lash her to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Clockwork Orange that is, style. That show's, gonna, that show's gonna run a long time. I mean, we got years. Gone with the men. I love it. Oh.
Oh, and that's it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Brock Powell. I, you can find me on my other podcast that I do with a bunch of really hilarious people. We talk about movies called the Unpop Podcast. We'll talk about new movies. Uh, and I'm a voice actor. You can find me at Brock Vox. That is Instagram and Twitter, and then www.brockvox.com to see what I'm up to with my mouth. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, from all of us here on it's it's on my list. This beautiful weird idea that we had a, a couple years ago, and good on us yeah, to be like the only people it. in Los Angeles to follow through on something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying it earlier, it's this really cool kind of experiment where we're com- sort of coming together like the traveling world berries and, and combining yeah. you know po- other other people off of other podcasts and fans of other podcasts and we're coming together and just talking about movies that are on the our podcast list. super group it's so, not easy getting six people together no it is not <laughs> but so, we did it guys until we, we get it. some guests oh, <laughs> right no. well, let's cross this one off <laughs>